Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what up, everybody? I'm Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick, and welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. This is episode number 30, kind of a milestone. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited, actually. And today's episode is titled, My Conference Hangover and Why a Blog Isn't a Business. So before I get into that, just bear with me, guys, if, if this sounds a little bit more uh, echoey. I have uh, been back in my office for, I don't know, a month or so now, and there's tile here, and I got to start playing with some sound issues. Uh, But anyways, let's go ahead and jump into this, uh, because this is really today's episode, well, it's going to be along the lines of personal content in the sense that it's it's really what I learned over the last couple weeks, Um, but it's, it's definitely relative to your business and your WordPress site, because the whole... The whole piece of why a blog isn't a business, my guess is that you're going to look at your site very differently. And that's really the goal of this. So let's start with uh, my conference hangover. And, you know, I'm going to guess that anybody who has attended a conference, probably on any topic, really, whether it's, you know, you're an employee and it's a work conference or sales meeting. Um, a marketing conference, it, it really doesn't matter. But you know that there's there's a lot of energy and there is a lot of excitement and ideally lots of learning, which which is where the, the hangover came for me with this one. Um, I, I had a trip down to San Diego. I've been back now, I don't know, a week and a half or something. Um, and I drove down to San Diego from the Bay Area, which is a seven, eight hour drive. And it's a long drive at the same time. I love that uninterrupted time. I listened to podcasts. I just kind of chilled and then rocked out a little bit to uh, some 80s playlists on Spotify (laughs) because I'm a geek and needed to stay awake if that was on the way home. Um, But it was an intense, it was just intense. So I've already talked to you guys about the mastermind that I'm in, uh, the Facebook advertising group um, where we, we focus on Facebook advertising, but it's a mastermind. And amazing people. I will be airing my interview with Adam this week as well. So I know you're going to be getting two episodes this week. So bear with me on that. But I've got a lot of interviews in the queue. And I really want to get these out. Because some of them are timely in in terms of what I'm doing in my business. So I want to kind of keep that stuff flowing. So the mastermind so drove down to San Diego on a Sunday. And great. All that was great. Checked in. Um, we all met for dinner. That was nice. And then it was go time on Monday and we went ATV Baja racing in Mexico, which was a blast. And I probably don't need to do that again. So, and and trust me, I'm all about the adventure, but we had, we hit some terrain that was crazy rocky, like, and I don't mean gravel, you guys, I mean like rocks, right? So it, it requires a lot of strength. And as much as I like to think I'm strong, uh, the attempt to get up and out of bed the next morning when my arms just about collapsed on me <laughs> proved otherwise. Um, so we did that. That was the first day of the mastermind. You know, got up about, I don't know, got picked up, went into Mexico about 
sat in traffic to get to the border <laughs> for two and a half hours, which is lovely because, you know, having had two children and being the avid water drinker that I am, hit a point, I'm like, I have got to find a bathroom. So two of the guys walked out in Tijuana with me and we found a restroom, which was an adventure in and of itself. Um, anyways, you know, get back. I literally had 45 minutes, shower, dinner. So that day ended about 1130 and it was brilliant, tiring, super fun, but it was great. I even got to wear the GoPro camera. So that was pretty fun. I'll have to see if I can post some of those videos for you guys. Then the next day was the mastermind and we worked from nine o'clock in the morning until seven o'clock at night. And any, you know, that, that stuff totally juices me. It gets you going. It motivates you. It's an amazing group of people. The first part of the morning, uh, we spent working on something, uh, that was called this wealth dynamics report. And I'll put the link in the show notes to the wealth dynamics report. If you want to do it for yourself, it, it you have to pay for it. Um, but it, basically what this does is you answer a bunch of questions and it's like this 30 page report that's generated for you that tells you your wealth profile. But in terms of wealth profile, don't, don't think just making money. It relates to your business. These are the things you're good at. These are the things you're not good at. Where are you spending your energy? Right? So that was how we spent most of the morning. And I realized that because then we did this, uh, what did he call it? I think Adam called it follow the money. We did this exercise where I looked at the last week. And thank God for Google Calendar. So I had everything in the calendar and I looked at the appointments I'd had scheduled and the work that I was doing. And I realized that I was spending two to three hours a day on stuff that I hate. <laughs> Hello. Um, and, you know, it was really, you start looking at stuff like where, where's my, where's the best use of my time? What gets me inspired? Where do I get the best return on my investment? Whether that's money or time. What do I enjoy doing the most? Where do I get the most engagement? And for me to be spending a couple hours a day on stuff that brings me none of that was, there was a whole bunch of bricks upside that on this trip, let me tell you. But that exercise, I, I made it a very definitive decision because what I love doing the most, the podcast, teaching, creating content, um, and, you know, the business, the marketing side of stuff is not, I'm not spending enough time doing that. And that's where I also get the biggest return. So I did make a huge decision that that's it. I'm hiring a project manager uh, because, and I'll talk about this later, but I have a lot of different facets to my business. And for me to spend, I, I totally become the roadblock and everything literally, because for me to spend I don't know how much time a day simply emailing administrative to do's or tasks or, Oh, here's your logos. Here's this, or whether it's a, a course or a product or working with a, a coaching client, that's that makes me want to blow my brains out. And that sounds so dramatic, but you know, I can't completely give up all the drama in my life, but really I realize that makes me crazy. And I become you know, the block that keeps things from flowing. So that being said, I have a project manager that started um, yesterday. And I'm sharing this with one of my coaching clients. She has a similar model business. We, we teach and focus on different things. But both knowing that in order to scale and leverage, uh, side note on leverage, because I'm very excited. You guys will hear, I was interviewed by Troy Dean of WP Elevate. Uh, this, this week or end of last week, 
what day is it? For the love of God. <laughs> Either way, I was, we had a ball talking and he's like, one of the things he said, by the way, I do the cartoon voice on this interview. So you are going to have to catch that. But he asked me, what is the one thing that keeps me up at night? And I said, leverage. He's like, you know, what's, what's on the horizon or what's coming for the WordPress check? And I said, leverage, because there are only so many hours in the day. And the hangover piece uh, of, of this little, the first part of the show today comes from the fact that when you start pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, it can be overwhelming. And everybody in this group, it was a very, there's only six of us that went to the ATV. And then I want to say the mastermind, I don't, there's 20 or 30 people in the group total, but there was 12 of us, I think, uh, for the day. But, you know, there were guys there that, you know, are spending thousands of dollars a day on ads. And that's not what I want to do. Even if I had thousands of dollars a day (laughs) to spend on ads, um, that's not what excites me in my business. So you have to be able to differentiate for yourself. How do I scale, grow and leverage this in a way that's totally in alignment with me, but still taking proven strategies that work and applying them to what I do, right? So I, I, I realized that I just was putting a ton of pressure on myself when I got back to be you know, hustling for lack of a better word. And let me, let me back up a little bit. (laughs) I hope you guys are following this today. After the mastermind, there was a day in between. And then I had uh, bought a ticket for traffic and conversion summit. I went, I actually had decided Wednesday that I'm like, I'm not going to this and totally wanted to, but I got so much information on Wednesday because, uh, excuse me, on the mastermind day, Tuesday. So we did that, that stuff I mentioned in the morning, the wealth dynamics, how do we apply this in our business? Am I spending time doing the right things? And in the afternoon, we literally pulled up our own um, campaigns as an example, and not necessarily just a Facebook campaign. But so here's a funnel that I'm running. This is this is the video. This is a copy. So we went through that. And then there was, you know, critiquing. I wasn't <laughs> critiquing. I was definitely being critiqued in a loving way and got so much value from that. I was like, okay, I need to go implement. I need to go put these things in place because simply the first round of, uh, of testing some of these things got me great results. So it's like, okay, now how do I shift this? And so I was so fried on Wednesday. I, I think it was just the drive. And then you start going, Okay, how freaking old am I that I'm so tired with this? But whatever. But I have also learned that more information doesn't necessarily help. So, you know, I, I'm hanging out Wednesday. I'm just chilling. It was, you know, nothing beats just a day to yourself in a hotel room where you can. I just watched movies, had a little reading, and sleeping. It was that was actually lovely. Um, but then Thursday morning, I woke up with a change of heart. I'm like, I don't want to skip this because I really. I really wanted to attend. There was quite a few sessions I want to attend. And for what it's worth, I'm going next year to traffic and conversion. And if uh, the, the mastermind lines up with that again, you know, we'll cross that bridge. But so the, the fir- in the morning of the traffic and conversion summit, I, I attended the three major keynotes. I didn't do any of the breakout sessions. And the three keynotes were totally in alignment with everything that I had gone through at the mastermind in terms of my specific strategies and what I needed to implement. So 
I felt really good saying, this is good. I'm going to go. And if I need more, I'll buy the recordings, um, which I haven't yet. And, and don't know that I will because until I've implemented everything that I've taken from that week, I don't know that that's going to do me any good. The videos would six, sit for six months, right? So I, I just, I hit this wall when I got home of, you know, you start looking at stuff and evaluating that, have I done enough? Oh, okay. And this, th- there's one piece when we get into the blog as a business, that was a huge brick upside the head. But, you know, you, when you start pushing yourself to do more, you step outside of your comfort zone, your ego totally gets involved. And yeah, I'm totally going to psychoanalyze here for just two seconds, but that's what 10 years of therapy will do for you. I realized it was like getting in the way of got to go bigger, bigger, better, harder, faster. And that's just, (laughs) it's totally not who I am anymore. I was so type A before that what has worked for me over and over and over again (laughs) is to trust myself and to do what feels in alignment with me. So the hangover piece was because I was totally pressuring myself and I wasn't totally conscious of it until literally just this past weekend when I kind of had a mini breakdown. I was like, I was just weepy and frustrated and tired. I'm like, what is the deal? Things are good. My business is good. Kids are good family. I was like, what? It, what what's going on? And it's because I realized I was expecting myself to be going after, you know, four or five different things at one time and hustling and scaling and JVing and, and all these things. And I was like, that's, that's not how you roll. (laughs) That doesn't work for you. And also stepping back and saying, our business models are completely different. So, you know, hear my heart on this one. And that, by the way, I love that saying, you're going to hear that over and over again. And that's a shout out to uh, Allegra Sinclair girl. I love that saying, but hear my heart on this, that because our business models are different does not mean the way they're doing business is slimy, right? Or it's hype because these guys, they they kind of, part of their business is the love of the hustle, right? It is the conversion. It, it's the measurement. It's the tangible, we're going to take this, we're going to market it this way. We're going to measure what worked. We're going to scale it, boom, right? And, and to keep scaling that way. And I don't know if this is a male, female thing, because I'd love to get your opinion on this, because that's the other thing that made me a little cuckoo was the ratio of women to men at traffic conversion was probably one to seven. So ladies, I'm drawing the line in the sand. It's time to step this up. And as someone who definitely leans on the creative side of things, I I get it. It's not necessarily fun, but it has to be done. And that's going to get into the blog is not a business. Um, But so as soon as I step back, and realized just literally this weekend and said, whoa, 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 what works for you? Take the strategies, find a way to implement them in a way that that feels in alignment with yourself, um, that isn't pressuring yourself to just go throw money at ads, which this mastermind is so much more than Facebook advertising. But like step back, get clear, get some clarity on, on how you want to scale this and, and what you need to do for yourself. So it literally that, that conference hangover stuck with me for like a week. And I was like, what is the deal with this? And it's just, 
I was emotionally tired, I think, because, you know, your brain starts going. And I don't know about you guys, but I think a lot of people who have an online information business to some extent, whatever that looks like, I don't care if you're a WordPress web developer, you have content, you're a mommy blogger, or you've got an offline business that you have a, you know, you've got a brick and mortar, should I say, where you have an online business. It doesn't matter the marketing piece. Once you plug into that, well, for me, it's difficult anyways. It's kind of hard to unplug because you start seeing things differently when you start paying attention to stuff. So the conference hangover, um, you know, I got a lot of takeaways from it. First, I was really impressed with myself, to be honest with you, that I that I left <laughs> because the me of five years ago never would have left. I would have been like, I got to stay. I paid for this. Um, you know, go, 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 go. And it's it was so much more beneficial for me to come home early because my autoresponder on my email said I was gone till Monday and I needed that for myself. It made me start thinking, hmm, maybe I need to do like a four day sabbatical (laughs) every month. I don't know if that's possible, but I do think, you know, picking one day a week, like a Friday for me where I don't schedule any calls and I can really just leave it as an open day, whether it means I just create content do a video, work on, you know, a conversion font, whatever that looks like, or I go meet a friend for coffee and uh, go shopping or something, whatever that looks like. I, I think that's where I'm stepping into it. And ideally with this project manager, I'm going to be able to do more of that. And I'm going to have anybody that works with me is going to be much happier because things are going to flow better. I mean, that wealth dynamics report, you guys, if you're interested, it, I, like I said, I'll put the links in the show note. It's 97 bucks. Um, so what I would suggest to you is if you're not in a place where you're going to do anything with that information, just hang on to the link and do it when you can. It's not an affiliate link. I, I, I don't even know that the guy has one. Um, and if anybody wants to do it and you choose to let me know, cause maybe we could do like a group, a hangout or something and discuss how that looks. I'm totally open to that. So if you do that, let me know. Uh, and maybe I'll send out a newsletter saying, hey, and we want to go through this. All right, so that's my uh, my conference hangover piece. Now, all of that really led led me to this conclusion. And you've I'm sure you guys have heard this before, that a blog isn't a business because it's not. And and it's it's a step in the right direction and it complements your business. But you know, just creating content. And I have a little synopsis that I wrote in the show notes, which I'm not sure if you guys are going to find as amusing as I did, because I tend to be my best audience. Um, but I'm going to share that with you. But what hit me the afternoon of the mastermind when I was going through my stuff, and then at traffic and conversion, when I was, they were going through this whole conversion funnel process. And I realized, oh my God, I don't have enough assets for sale on my site. I mean, blew me away. Like plugins that I'm really not doing plugin development. Those need to come down. I've got the Genesis product, but I have actually other content and products that I probably need to revise, but a couple new ones coming. And I'm like, why aren't these up? Why aren't you giving people the opportunity to learn from you, to engage from you too? And my, my perspective on that is let's just go ahead and we'll do a disclaimer that the goal is always to provide value. And I'm not somebody that just push something out there to make money because that never works. It just never works for me anyways. Uh, maybe that works for you. And if it does, 
good on you. It does not work for me. Um, but you know, the whole thing with the blog, not being a business is because if you're not paying attention to certain things, if you're not implementing certain strategies, it's not a business. So let's go ahead. Let's start with a question. So how many newsletters do you sign up for when you come to a website? I don't mean opt-ins, just how many newsletters. So if you see an opt-in box that says, Hey, let's stay in touch. Do you opt in? And the reason I'm asking you that is because there seems to be this huge aversion to list building. And that's a very general statement. So let me explain that a little bit. And I swear at some point I will stop qualifying everything. (laughs) So concerned with the judgment. Um, But I feel like there's a couple different schools of thought. There's sort of this I'm a blogger, I create content, I create value, I engage and I share, right? So there's that audience. Now these are perceived audiences. And then you've got on the other side of that, marketers who focus on list building, who pay for advertising, who pay for traffic, who look at conversions, and they're looked at as internet marketers, and they're all bad, and they're just in it for the money. And it's hype, right? Okay, so my goal, I I kid you not, my mission at this point is to bridge that friggin' gap because just creating content is not a business. And and then the idea that you can just put this little opt-in box on your site for people to stay in touch with you. Why? <laughs> why what's the point in doing that? And so, you know, for me, and <laughs> I put this in the post. I'm like, you know, unless you're Brene Brown or Dr. Wayne Dyer, then I'm probably not gonna subscribe just for updates. And updates on what exactly, right? What's in it for me? And that's a universal what's in it for me. That's not how I approach my life, but it's human nature. Give something of value. And the point in that is that you're establishing yourself as as credible, right? If you can actually give something of value and somebody opts in, they get to know you because I'm a big believer in whatever you write or create, do it in your own voice. I I listened to an interview the other day um, that you should check out. It was... Uh, Jamie Tardy, the eventual millionaire, she interviewed Syed Balki of WP Beginner. And he was saying that Google is even looking at the way content is written and how it's written. Is it written in a person's voice? So Google is paying attention to that from an SEO perspective now. So that's my two cents on that. Always write in your own authentic voice. And trust me, the more you write, the easier it's going to get. And don't worry about grammar. I mean, there are some people that will point out grammar to me, which knock your socks off doesn't mean I'm going to do anything about it. But, um, you know, really, this list building piece, it's so friggin' important. And at Trafficking Conversion, Ryan Dice, who owns Digital Marketer, the company that hosts this, and this is going to totally bug people when I say this, it, it won't surprise me, but he truly said, he who has the biggest list wins. And if I get that at first it feels very almost offensive, but the bottom line is if you're creating value, you're building a relationship with those subscribers, then isn't it, doesn't it just make sense that the more subscribers you have, the more people you can help and share your message with? You have to, you have to totally reframe that. Um, you know, and hear me out too, that I'm not saying you have to be a celebrity or, or, you know, somebody famous for me to opt in if it's, if it's updates, but 
I, how many emails do we get a day? You know, I'm pretty selective. I only opt in if it looks like something that I can use. I pause because I was going to make another point, but that I, that I'm going to use and implement today. If it is, if somebody's got this great report on LinkedIn advertising, I'm, I'm not, I can't touch that right now. <laughs> I have too much work to do. I have too many things. I want to take what I'm doing scale and leverage, right? So I don't do anything with LinkedIn marketing. And I'm that's not, I was just grabbing something out of thin air. Um, it's great. I, I don't know enough about it, but I'm going to focus on the one thing that I am doing right now and, and track and measure that. So, you know, the example I gave with this, uh, with the offline, excuse me, with the list building piece of it. So, <laughs> And this is where I thought I was kind of funny. So maybe you will, maybe you won't. What are we going to do? So I was thinking, let's apply this, this list building idea to an offline business. And in this case, because I spent the majority of my adult working life before starting my business um, in, in retail management. So I'm going to, let's think about like a retail store. So you've opened, you, you know, you've set up your store, you open the doors, you're open for business and your business model is that you just give free stuff away to your customers. You don't ask to stay in touch with them or communicate with them. And then you never offer them something for sale. Or when you do, it's someone else's product that you've never tested or tried. So, and that's a whole other tangent that I'll stay away from. Um, or maybe let, let's, let's kick this up a notch. You decide that I know what I'll do. I'll get their name and email. I'll I'll hand them a card to fill out with their information. If I happen to catch them in the right section of the store at the right time. Does it, do you you hear how ludicrous that sounds? You would not stay in business. I mean, how long do you think you could actually stay in business? So unless you have really deep pockets and you're doing this for shits and giggles, you're not going to be open very long. So the same is true with your blog. You can't just keep creating free content and hoping and not paying attention, first of all, to what people are reading. Where Where is the engagement piece with that? Are you getting comments? Are you getting shares? Um, and then to never have a way to communicate with them without them ha- having to come back to the site. Y- you have to set these things up. So here's, <laughs> speaking of retail, this was just a little incident that totally blew my mind. And so I'm going to get, it's story time. <laughs> so we recently got a Hobby Lobby um, here. And I, as someone who used to own a scrapbook store, trust me, I used to, I used to frequent these stores much more often. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I did anything with scrapbooking, um, but I will. It's not going anywhere. I, I still love that piece. I love photos, all that stuff. Anyways, so I go to Hobby Lobby to check out what all the friggin' hype is because um, in suburbia, it's a big deal to go to Hobby Lobby. Um, and that's not a dig at suburbia. Trust me, I'm on my way to a lake or a beach as soon as I can. Um, but so going to Hobby, Hobby Lobby, I'm looking around and I got, um, was that a piece of wall decor? And so I get up to the counter and I went to take it out of the basket for them to scan it. And the cashier's like, oh no, no, we don't scan anything. I just enter the price. What? I was like, seriously? 
it, this, it's not 1945. We actually have the technology to track what we sell. I, this, this blew my mind because literally I'm going to be really blunt here and just do me a favor. This is not a rant against Hobby Lobby. And obviously I don't have their business model or anything. Um, their plan, I don't know what they're doing, but to me, it was the stupidest thing I've seen in a long time. Are they profitable? Well, of course, because everything they sell is something they manufacture, AKA ship from China. Again, not judging. Um, but they, it's all their own product because you're not going to see, and I'll give another example in a second, but you don't see in Hobby Lobby, you know, a brand name, anything. It's all their own products, except probably the craft stuff where you get into glue and stuff. I, I haven't looked at that. I was, I'm coming from the perspective of all the decorations and stuff, right? So actually I should go look at that because I took my son the other day to get some glue for some rocket or something. I don't know. Anyways, but they're profitable because they mark this stuff up to a ridiculous dollar value, right? Because this store, what they do every single week, a different category goes on sale, right? So like when I took my son to get the glue um, and the engines for this rocket, I actually did get another piece of wall decor because it was all 50% off. Well, if you're going to pick a a product or something that's going to be on sale every single week at half off, what do you think the markup is, right? Okay, so I'm totally digressing here. But to me, I, I honestly think it's ridiculous in today's today's day and age that a company of that size wouldn't want to measure what's working, what their customers want, and how they can better serve their customers. So, which is why the store looks like shit. And I don't mean, sorry, I'm totally swearing today. Um, I don't know if you guys heard. I hadn't. I need to tell my audio editor. Please don't bleep me. I'm. I highly doubt I'll drop any f bombs. Um but I was listening to the playback. I'm like, Oh my God, he totally bleeped me. That was funny. Um, but to me, because yeah, you can take, so let's say you've got, you know, let's just pick wall decor again. You've got this category. Well, I know you, you know how many you ship to this store, but it's very, it's just the whole thing is just, it's so generic to me. And so I've mentioned on my about page, um, and in different podcast episodes, uh, before that I spent, it's all this time in retail management, but I don't think I ever mentioned any of the companies I worked for. Well, probably my most favorite company and job was Home Goods. So if any of you guys are familiar with Home Goods, they're owned by TJ Maxx, uh, TJX. They own TJ Maxx, Marshalls, like four other divisions, and they own Home Goods. So Home Goods is an off-price retailer. So what that means is they buy just like Marshalls and TJ Maxx. It's brand name at a discount, and it's it's quite fascinating actually. And I've been to. Um, some of the distribution centers to see how this all goes down. But so, you know, besides the fact that the company is great in terms of investing in, I've never worked for a company that spends so much time and energy on learning and development and training, but obviously they tracked what they sold, right? So (laughs) here's an example. They're an East Coast store, right? They're based out of Framingham, Massachusetts. I'm in the Bay Area in Northern California. And the first year we opened the store, I opened the store as a store manager and they shipped all this, um, like colored wicker furniture and it just did not sell. We kept marking it down, marking it down. It didn't sell. And I remember talking to my, um, manager and I said, well, outdoor wicker is not going to sell. I mean, the colored wicker, this was furniture that the East coast 
people on the East Coast who have screened in porches use. I'm like, yeah, that's not, we use patio furniture all year long, almost, right? Mine's tucked away right now, but, but we don't have screened in porches. So they paid attention to that. And then what they would do, we had the flexibility in the store, again, using wall decor as an example, but high profit margin one. So they had to know those numbers. They had to know, and there are key performance indicators. I don't know if you ever heard KPIs, but, but so that they would know, okay, well, you know, canvas art is selling better in Brentwood than, than the framed wall decor because it got down to that detail. So we would say, look, can we get more of this? They would ship more and we could expand that area as needed. So that's paying attention. That's how you make money. So that's what I'm asking you guys today is start thinking about your, your blog, start thinking about your, your website and you know, I'm going to go back and I know I'm probably uh, beating a dead horse with this, but you have to build your list. If you don't have subscribers, I certainly hope you're doing something else for lead generation, but but you're never going to get off that ham- hamster wheel, right? Because you need people in that funnel that you can set on a sequential, you know, communication, offer them services, products, whatever, that, however that looks for you. You need to do that. And, and it can't be, Oh, Hey, by the way, stay, you know, stay, stay in touch with me or give me your name and email. And that's not, that's not a dig. I've talked to people, excuse me, recently. Um, and that, that is so not a dig, you guys, <laughs> because my list grew so slow the first few years because that's all I did. And then I don't, I honestly don't even remember what the first opt in offer was that I created. Hmm. But I did, but I still kept it off to the side, this little prominent place. Well, I'm doing a webinar tomorrow night. So if you get this, if you're listening to this in time, um, it's called the single best thing I've done for my business and how I've added over a thousand subscribers and $10,000 in three months. And I know that that sounds hype. You guys, I, I swear if I could figure out, or if somebody could just like do a lobotomy and put some piece of my brain in my head that was good at copy, I'd be stoked. When it comes to writing content, I feel fine, but copy, not so much. But the bottom line is this has worked. And it was not difficult to add a thousand subscribers. It was just paying attention to it and measuring, well, this is working, this isn't working. So you have you have to do that in your business. So a huge challenge to you is really think, first of all, if you don't have an opt-in on your site, get one. Um, I am using a Weber and I'm actually in the process of moving to Infusionsoft. Um, and that's going to be another episode and the why, because that makes my brain hurt a little bit too, (laughs) but I'm going to, at this point, I'm going to work with people that are going to make the transition for me. And the project manager is going to manage it because I just want to share and create (laughs) and engage really. Um, but first of all, if you don't have a, start with MailChimp, it's free get that opt-in on your site, start collecting name and email. And this is not going to be a whole lesson on list generation or list building. Um, but do that for yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for the name and the email. And I actually talked about this on the interview with Troy uh, last week as well. And I'm going to get him on the podcast too. So stay tuned. We're going to get that interview going. Um, but 
you know, I posted a question on Facebook. I made and and really it, this was a test of two things. One, I wanted to test, I wanted the answer to the question. And then two, I wanted to see what posing a question with a graphic, what would that do for engagement on Facebook? So the question, and it was just a little textual graphic that said, to pop or not to pop? What are your thoughts on pop-ups? And I instantly got responses. And the crazy thing, everybody said they hated them. And almost the same amount of people said they hated them, but they worked. And then I talked to people and I actually put a pop-up back up on my site. It's an AppSumo. And I'm testing this because AppSumo has this new, I don't even know what it's called. It, it's like a um, like a little widget that you can install apps. It's not, they're not widgets. I'm going to have to do a video showing this. So bear with me, but AppSumo has this, um, it's kind of like a click to tweet and they've got this list builder. So I'm playing with those right now, just a heads up. But in asking that question, everybody said that about pop-ups. So my question to you now, and I wish you guys could see my hands because I'm totally talking with them again. But my question to you is, have you tested pop-ups? Are you afraid to test them because you're going to offend people? I, You guys saw I had the crash course on content that converts. The, the little, it was kind of like a widget that popped up from the bottom right footer. I was using Drip for that. Um, and then I had an issue. Two jQuery things were not working together, JavaScript. So I disabled it right now. But it worked. So it wasn't as um, in your face maybe as a pop-up but it worked and I gained more subscribers. So these are things you need to think about and just be honest about it. That more than anything, what has worked for me this past year is sharing what I'm doing. I'm going to try stuff. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. Some of it's going to work. Some of it's not. That's how you learn. And that's when you start shifting to treating your blog like a business. And obviously it's more than a blog, because I think a lot of you guys, it's a business since you're not thinking it was just a blog. But my point to this is that you need to, you need to implement, you need to test and you need to measure. And I get it. It's not fun. But, you know, when I realize that I don't have enough assets up for sale on my site, I mean, how many people, I wish you were all in front of me and could raise your hands, but I would love to, how many of you would like to stop exchanging time for money? right? Time for money. You have to have products up for sale on your site. You have to have, you know, courses, whatever that looks like, but you have to have a way for people to purchase from you, of course, valuable, wonderful content. Uh, but you have to have that stuff up there, right? You're never going to get out of the time for money unless you create something to sell. And so you have to start somewhere, but it was just, I realized I'm like, oh my God, what the buckets you guys move? Like, how are you making money? <laughs> well, obviously I've, you know, done websites and I have coaching and consulting clients. Um, and I sell the Genesis product all the time. And I don't really market that because I'm kind of shifting away from that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not abandoning Genesis, but that's not where my heart really is, is teaching Genesis anymore. Um, will I do updates? Yes. I still want to do a beyond basics, but it's not going to be me. I'd like to get Carrie Dills on. We'll do a class because she's way more, our business models are very different. Um, I'll be doing a, a class actually with Jonathan Perez. It's going to be a free webinar Saturday, March 1st. And I'll send out more information on this on the types and views tools. So 
when I say that I'm shifting stuff with the WordPress chick, I'm not abandoning any of this, but there's a lot more to what I do. And I also, this is a big one. I made a very conscious decision that I'm personally not going to take the websites anymore. The websites, just the sites. I'm still going to do them with people, but I want it to be a full package. I want to work with people that want to make their site a business and don't want me just to be the doer and go put up a site for me because I have a team. So I'm going to be the consult. I'm going to coach with them and we're going to work through what do you need to do? We'll set up the funnels, all of that stuff. That's, that's where my heart is at this point. Um, so anyways, this whole thing with assets on the site, I just, you know, it's kind of one of those things that the brick upside the head, it's like, duh, you know, I just, I hate seeing the obvious after the fact, but for a really long time, I was hesitant about putting up anything for sale on my site, creating funnels, measuring what was working, you know, and then stepping into that, it was like, oh, I didn't want to commit or, you know, even the one piece in business that so many people avoid is creating uh, your ideal audience. Who is that ideal audience? Take the time, step away from the computer or not, but take a couple hours to define your market, to define your audience, to define that, that avatar. That shifted things for me in a huge way because all of a sudden I'm like, okay, this is who I'm talking to. And does that mean that you don't talk to these people? No, but you have to have a foundation, right? So that, that really shifted things for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm really done with, oh, I'm going to upset people or they don't want this or am I charging too much? You, you're going to stay in that game all day long. So for me, it's like, screw it, just do it. Just do it, but do it from your heart. And will I make mistakes? Totally. But will I have wins? Absolutely. <laughs> and so, you know, making that decision, I, I literally pulled down the services page on my site right now because that's shifting. And, you know, in terms of website clients, I, I want to work with people that that want more out of their site than just a brochure that just, it doesn't do anything for me. Um, and that's not fair to them. That is totally not fair to the customer. If I am not excited about their project, because I'd rather be recording a podcast or making a video or teaching a webinar. So it's, am I scared? Totally. Um, but I, I, I trust that it's the right direction, you know? So the bottom line is you're not going to please everybody when you do this stuff. You can't, and you shouldn't want to. I mean, I remember the first time I got, hey, Brent, this one is for you, by the way. <laughs> Brent likes my snarkies. But the first time I got a snarky comment, besides like, I kind of got my feelings hurt, but more, I was like, I, I swear, I hear myself talking right now, and I feel like my 13-year-old son, like, like, and I'm all, and she goes, um, anyways. <laughs> but when I got that first snarky comment, I realized, Oh, look who's getting a little bigger, right? Because you're going to, you're going to attract more trolls or the people that just, for whatever reason, need to be snarky. I, I don't get it. it. It makes me cuckoo. Um, I just, I don't have the energy for that, but six and one. But I realize, you know, it's just, you're moving into, so each time you move into that, things are going to shift. And so I'm, I'm really in a very big transition place. Um, because, I got very clear on how I want to spend my time, what it means to have a business online. It means you track, you measure, you invest in your business consistently, whatever that looks like for you, but you have to do it. So I don't know why there's this idea. And again, this is a, a big, fat, huge generalization and perception 
that you should be able to start an online business for free. Nobody on this planet would think you could go open a brick and mortar business and not pay a penny. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. So whatever, you know, and those are the same people that I, I don't work with a lot of offline clients because there's, in my experience, there just seems to be so much education required that they couldn't afford me if they wanted me to show up every week and teach them and guide them because it's, I, it's not, I don't want to have to convince somebody why they need to be doing something. If you want to take your business and scale it and do these things right, it's going to cost you money. So I think it's important on all of these levels. That means like with the list building, MailChimp is free to start with. It's great, but you're not going to get the autoresponder piece that allows you to drip emails. So if somebody opts in and then you want to follow up and then you want a day three email and a five and a seven, you have to pay for that as you should, right? You pay for hosting, you pay for graphics, all of those things, but you, you need to get to a point where like, all right, do I know what I need to do to scale this? So that's where investing in your business comes from. So that was like a really deep rabbit hole. Sorry. Here, Here's the bottom line with all of this. My conference hangover, the treating my business like a business is that I've learned to step back and trust my gut. So I don't necessarily jump it in, in working with the coach. I've got an appointment in it's a week or so for potentially working with a coach because as I'm doing coaching, I don't know that the way I'm doing it is the best model. I know what's working for some people. I also know that I can't be on the phone with individuals 20 times a week. I'll never get anything done. So I'm I'm looking at investing in that for myself, just like I'm moving to Infusionsoft. To, because after six years, I, I can look back and I'm like, well, God, I could have cut that learning curve. I could have cut that learning curve. But you know, no regrets. Um, you do the best with the knowledge you have at the time. And where you're at, but I think there's a way to look at your at your business and say, you know, where am I getting results and how can I scale that? I, I mean, start with that. Start with the positive piece of it, and your list. Grow that friggin' list. Um, but so here, just a couple things coming down the road for me. Um, so I've got, by the way, uh, the webinar that is tomorrow night that I, I mentioned earlier. But you can go to the wpchick.com forward slash Feb five webinar. That's just FEB five webinar. Um, and I'm going to talk about some of this and in much more depth. And I'm going to talk about the single best thing that really has, has pushed me in all these different directions, different directions, but to implement these different things, Lord, I am so talking in circles today. This is what you get when you haven't recorded a solo show in a while. Um, but what I'm going to do with the WordPress chick is, you know, because I'm, I'm changing things up a bit, I will share with you guys through post and podcast, what works, what doesn't work. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure what that journey is going to look like in terms of the sharing piece of it, but, you know, I'm looking at the site. I've had a couple people recently um, ask me if they want, if I submitted, get if I would accept guest posts. And, you know, it's not, I'm definitely open to it. It just, it needs to feel right. And I need to, to see that because, you know, after six years of building this, um, I'm pretty attached to it. <laughs> and even though I'm launching the new site, which needs a little attention right now, um, you know, th- there's a lot here and 
I just, my heart is with this site and this community and, and my audience. So I want to make sure that you're still getting value, even as I shift directions, which is where I'm thinking this is going to be a big year for me in terms of collaboration, doing the class with Jonathan Perez, where I, I have not ever used types and views. It's a great tool. I know I've got a lot of uh, WordPress web developers or people that do some of that for their clients uh, in my audience or people that maybe want to do it on their own sites. So by doing that or getting, you know, carry on to teach a class. So it's, it's bringing in things that are collaborative and supportive to my audience. And I think I'm going to shift some things where maybe I'll do a lot more free tutorials, but are supported by affiliate links. I'm not sure. I'm kind of playing with all of this right now. So anyways, um, it's, it's been a wild couple weeks to say the least. And, you know, if I could recommend anything, it's to take the time to step away from the tasks in your business and really evaluate things. Look at what is working, what's not working, you know, what would you like to scale? What would you like to be doing more of so that, you know, you're not spending two to three hours a day on tasks you hate? I swear to God, that was just like, what are you doing? (laughs) At least I amuse myself, but take the time to step away. I have done a lot of that in the last uh, probably six, seven months, simply and who is my audience? What is the value I provide? And, and sort of the, the psychology, the easy for me to say psychology behind everything, but, but taking the time to do that. And, you know, I like to type usually just because I type quicker, but sometimes for me, the written word, there's some clarity in that. And also talking with like-minded individuals. So the, the Facebook mastermind that I'm in pushes me in the sense that I'm putting myself, I'm testing stuff, right? I'm doing all these things that besides the, the teaching aspect, because we're learning how to do it and, and sharing that with each other. Um, but it's pushing me outside of my comfort zone. It's, it's a little bit of a challenge in a very supportive environment. So, you know, doing group things are really important and making sure that when you are working with other people and anybody who's ever been a part of a mastermind or looked for one, my guess is you've got some, how do I say this? Some better experiences than others, right? I I joined a couple other masterminds this past year. And one was for a course um, where they, they handpicked us and put us in a mastermind. And then the other one was just a group of people in another community. And I connected with some great people, but neither mastermind was a good fit for me. The, the one in the, in the, in the, commu- the community that we all just kind of pulled together and did it. I was, I'm just further along in my business than a lot of these people. And so I, I, I don't want someone to say, what can I do for you? I want someone to say, this is what I can do for you. Right. Because I, I don't know your skill set. I don't know your expertise. Um, and then the other group kind of similar where they're more at the starting phase of their business and I love talking about this stuff clearly, <laughs> um, but I love talking about this stuff. So I would find myself getting on a call every week. Well, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this, da, 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 and you could set this up. And, and it felt really good to give, but I don't have enough time. Truly. I'm a single parent. I'm doing this business, but it's, I, I don't have enough time. And so they were amazing, wonderful people to connect with. Some of those connections have carried throughout, but pick 
a group of people that are, that are going to hold you accountable, push you and, and pull you up as well. Um, you can't, you need to be able to get something out of this. Um, and, and I don't know, maybe that sounds, maybe I didn't phrase that correctly, but you know what I'm saying? It, you have to be able to see the ROI when it comes to your business on all of your, your assets. And that means like your time and your money. So both of those, some stuff is an example of the podcast. When I started this, I had no idea the huge return I would be getting from this podcast, but it's, it's some of it's tangible and some of it is stuff you cannot measure, but either way, it takes a lot of time to do. So I knew that I would get something out of it. I just didn't know what initially. So pay attention to all those things. I am just going off in 82 different directions. <laughs> oh, for the love. So I was mentioning too earlier, and I really am going to wrap up a couple things. So with the collaboration and the classes, um, I will be doing a podcasting course with Allegra Sinclair called BU Podcasting. Um, and it's a little different model than anything else. A lot of other podcasting courses focus on mixers and equipment. Well, I think the element that's missing from some of that is really setting that foundation again, defining your audience. What is the value you bring to them? How are you going to connect with them? What do you want to do with the show? Anyway, so it's going to be fun. I've got a couple, there's going to be two webinars uh, that you can attend to learn more out, learn more about that. Um, I've got the webinar tomorrow night, Wednesday, February 5th. Again, that's just the wpchick.com forward slash Feb five webinar. And then lastly, maybe you guys attended the webinar or not, but I ran a webinar called sell with WordPress. Where I was talking about Gumroad and the plugin, but enough people told me they were interested in a course. So I'm looking at, at that probably in March at sell with WordPress. And we're going to go over four different options for this. So something that's more involved with like a, like a WooCommerce. Um, I found another tool that integrates sim- it's similar to Gumroad, uh, but it has a built-in affiliate program. It links with your autoresponder and we can go from PayPal to, to WooCommerce with a couple options in between. So that will be a full live course. And we're going to talk about that. So I would love your feedback. And if you haven't, I would be most appreciative if you guys left a review on iTunes, if you like it. <laughs> If you don't, just be nice, please. I, I I really don't get the the mean, snarky stuff, but that says more about them than me. <laughs> I was my Stuart Smalley from SNL. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. I'm sorry. I really need to not go so long without recording a solo show because I'm not stopping. Um, but I would love a review in iTunes. Please send me feedback, comment on the show notes, and let me know what you like. Uh, or, or what you want more of, because I really, the WordPress chick, the whole model of this, this business is, is changing this year. So anyways, you guys are awesome as always. Thank you. Um, I just a couple shout outs, uh, I got to talk with Brent Williams, a reader. So Brent, Hey, he's a guy who likes my snarkies and I had a great Skype call with him this week. And that was awesome. And I got a couple, I'm going to pause this really quick. Well, I'm not, let's just finish this up. I got a message from David at Cape WP, I believe. Um, and I'm going to put the correct links, but just two really nice messages just in the last week. Thank you for the podcast. Um, means the world to me, you guys. It really does. And one I've responded to, Dave, I will be responding to you, um, who listens to me when you walk, which is kind of fun. So have an awesome week. And uh, depending on where you are, stay warm or 
pray for rain. That's what we're doing over here in Northern California. All right, guys, have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon.